three, two, one, go. Hey, everybody. Hey. It's been a while. Welcome. Some nerds have a podcast. Coming to you live from our new uh, Washington, D.C. field office. <laughs> also known as our new apartment in Northern Virginia. like more specific about where we are in Virginia. we're in northern virginia it's like basically an entire state onto itself <laughs> yeah. like let's be real they have actually talked about um like seceding like everyone's <laughs> it's not in like a real way it's very much in a like well i mean we could just take our tax money and go home and it's like well first of all no you fucking can't because all of your kids go to like the schools that are you know not in northern virginia like all of your kids go to uva and william and mary so Actually, you fucking can't. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry. But folks, it just like it comes up like every once in a while, and then like people like outside of the state will be like, "Oh, Northern Virginia is gonna secede," and I'm like, "You've clearly never stepped foot in the Commonwealth." Because <laughs> like no, like we all bitch about each other, but at the end of the day, we're all like stuck with each other. If you've forgotten and that's who just we the are, truth after... about Virginia. <laughs> if you've forgotten who we are after so many weeks, my name's Alex. I'm Nick. I'm Elise. Yeah, so how's how's Northern Virginia treating you? How, um, how's my hometown treating you? <laughs> <laughs> Your hometown of this entire region? Yeah. Um, I don't know, like, it's it's really cool. It'd be a lot cooler if there wasn't, like, a massive pandemic uh, yeah. um, going on and, and we, we could, could actually do things. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's, it's cool. Like, there's a lot of... I didn't realize how much hiking there was up here. Yeah, we've been doing a fair amount of hiking the um, last few days. And we can, like, drive around and we can kind of see, like, the foothills of Appalachia, which is really neat. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's it's cool. It's cool. My sibling lives here, so um, that's been really nice, like, being close. I mean, as close as anyone can be mm-hmm. <laughs> during a global pandemic. Because, yeah. <laughs> hey, guess what? That's still going still on. Still going on. No, it, we stopped it. Pretend. It no. stopped. It, we, it, uh, we just... We just ignored. It? We just we just imagined that it went away. It's like reverse Tinkerbell. It's it's like how we won Vietnam, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You declare victory and you leave. Yeah. Which which means like twenty years from now, we're gonna make a movie about do we get to win this? Do we get to stop the pandemic this time? Oh my god! <laughs> like somebody, it's gonna be like twenty years from now, and like. Benedict Cumberbatch is going to be like, <laughs> this is going to be my career-defining performance. This is going to be my Oscar movie. I'm going to play Dr. Fauci <laughs> in, like, Pandemic 2, the pandemic <laughs> Like, that's that's what's going to fucking happen. And I hate it. Yep. <laughs> and I hate that I'm right. Uh, uh, yeah. <sighs> Well, it's been weird not having uh, having you above my head all this time, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's weird, you know, not having you in our basement. <laughs> uh, we have new basement people. No, I, we shouldn't call them that. We like don't know our neighbors at all. <laughs> it's fine. Uh. Um. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is life now. This is life now. Uh, <laughs> it's been it's been going it's been going pretty well for us though you know we've like I said we did a fair amount of hiking we've gotten to the point where we're like comfortable with the level of mess 
Mm-hmm. So it's like there are boxes everywhere still, but we can basically like walk from one end of the apartment but to the those other. Those are the boxes that you got to wait a year to unpack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. For our next move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and we have like we have like our TV out and the computer set up, and it's like that's all you need. Yeah. Like that in a bed, and I guess we're done. Yep, pretty much. Um, <laughs> so. And the I kitchen. Mean, the kitchen set. The up. kitchen is set. Up. We've been we've been doing a fair amount of cooking. Um, How's that going? Just. Pretty well. Like the the kitchen is, it's like a much better mm. than set up at uh, our at our old place. Where you could like literally like if you just starfish, you would touch every every surface in our old kitchen. <laughs> um, so this is amazing. It's a little bit better than that. Uh. <laughs> um, gas hookups and stuff. So we yeah like oh, it's just been so much so much nicer making food here. Mm-hmm. This- that people come for no it's not people come for our hot yeah, political there, and pop cultural takes yeah there are some like while it's been going pretty well for us there have been uh, some people some people that the world has not been doing so well for um <laughs> this is my transition <laughs> where are you, the victims like, where are you of covid into? like what are you going um, to i well yeah victims of covid obviously but obviously. i was i was thinking well, like child molesters things are things are not so great because ah, well. they are keep you fucking getting, kidding me trump keep, is still in office that's like, true things are going fine for child molesters but uh what's her name uh gillane uh oh the like the human sex trafficker lady yeah um who keeps getting in like all of these photos with all of these famous, yeah, powerful men. Weird. Weird how that happens. Weird. On both sides. But of the I eye. thought it was. But you know who wasn't in one of those pictures? Fucking Bernie Sanders. That's true. And why didn't we vote for him again? I don't know. I, I did. <laughs> Twice. I'll vote for him a third time, too. Just you wait. <laughs> um, uh, no, but... don't vote third party, probably. Ah, I'm voting third future. party. Ka- Kanye. <laughs> Ew, no, Kanye's an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> is he? Yeah, no, Kim Kardashian had to come out and be like, yeah, no, Kanye's an anti-vaxxer. Oh She's god. like, I'm pro-vaccine, I'm just married to an idiot. And oh my like, god. Oh I have never god. felt, like, sorry for Kim Kardashian. And <laughs> apparently that's, moment. like, a weird thing that 2020 brought to all of us. Somebody needs to take that man aside and, like, just... <gasps> like, he needs to be on some form of medication. I'm not sure what well, but that, wasn't it the fact that like he was on medication and then he went he took himself off the medication because it was quote better for his art which Probably. is something you should never you do that sounds exactly i mean not that i have like a degree in any of this shit but like that sounds exactly like bipolar disorder oh <laughs> yeah no like i'm people, sure you know like i mean it's it's sad and if you have bipolar like this is not something you should do but like it is very common because it's like you get into a manic episode and you're like, Oh no, things are good. I I I can do anything. I can do anything. I don't need my medication. And then like they go off of it. And then like, you know, like your body is like, wait, we don't, we don't make that chemical. Uh, (laughs) Next, next thing you know, you're denying vaccines and running for president. (laughs) But I mean, like it's, you can do this because like, I mean, that's what a manic episode is. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, yeah. I don't know, but like some like Stephen Fry has also come out and said that like it's an amazing feeling. Um I don't know. I don't know why I'm saying any of this. Don't if you're on medication, stay on your fucking medication. Okay? Like it's okay. <laughs> yeah, don't anyway. don't you don't want to be like Kanye. No. Don't be like Kanye. I mean, be like 2012 Kanye, don't be like 2020 Kanye. Be like 2006 be like... Kanye. 
<laughs> what was the last year that that Kanye was good? Was uh, it when Bush was in office? No, it was it was after that because I mean like a uh, uh, beautiful dark twisted fantasy and Jesus came out after after Bush was in office. Those are that albums. like oh eight. Those are like like I said two thousand twelve I think it was when oh. Jesus came out. I'm pretty sure. Uh, okay. Pretty know. sure. Maybe twenty thirteen. So so there you go. <laughs> pre-trump kanye yeah 2013 yeah um no actually like hannah gatsby does like a really good yeah um because she's a stand-up comedian that suffers from um i think depression and and she is very open about being on medication so there you go if you need like if you need like a public figure to look up to <laughs> hannah gatsby she's got like two specials on netflix she's very funny i think uh jordan from uh from he, Knowledge Fight. You're from a fucking podcast. You're not a real celebrity. He, he's also a stand-up comedian. Reference everybody in this room. <laughs> he's also a stand-up comedian. A, a semi-professional stand-up comedian. Okay. All right. Take your meds. <laughs> I don't know. Um, that's it. You know who would want you to take your meds? Carrie fucking Fisher. That's true. She would. Space Mom wants you space to take your meds. Space Mom wants you to take your meds. Do it. Uh, Do it for Space Mom. Um... No, but the other one I was going to point out was the the whole thing with um, with Evo. Evo. You, Evo. Yeah, it's a it's a fighting tur- uh, a fighting game tournament. Okay. Did you not hear about this I one? I don't know what that is. No. This is a real big like we took our ball and went home. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, well, not a, it's not even a we took our ball ball and went home. So Evo, it's like it's the biggest fighting game tournament tournament in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a big fighting game person, like by any stretch of the imagination, but I listen to Castle Super Beast and they are. Mm-hmm. And so like so obviously like Evo wasn't going to be happening in person this year anyway. Right. Um, because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So they were like, all right, well, we're going online, which was cool because um basically the big name fighting game uh like fighting games have like really shitty internet. But, like, a lot of small, weird ones, like Skullgirls, have really good online multiplayer. Mm. And so, basically, Evo this year was going to be all these, like, weird indie fighting games. Mm -hmm. Because they're the only ones that have, like, really good internet, um, like, netcode. So... That was kind of neat. And I'm like, oh, that's exciting. Like, I I don't know anything about any of these games, but I know that Skullgirls is made by, you know, a small team. And I know that, like, I think Them's Fighting Herds was going to be in there, um, which was, I think, originally started as a My Little Pony fighting game. Yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah, they they obviously couldn't get the rights to those characters when they started making it a real thing. Um, but the voice actors from the show were all, like, super excited to do it. And so I think they got, like, pretty much the entire, like, actual voice cast mm-hmm. of My Little Pony to voice characters in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, that was going to be another one. And, like, just, like, those kinds of things. And then I think something bad happened with the people behind Skullgirls. I'm really not sure of it. Um, but... What happened this in within the past week was that basically it came out that the guy who founded Evo, um, I think he goes by the name Mr. Wizard, uh, was basically he basically founded Evo because he wanted a place to meet like underage boys. Um, 
Yeah. Yikes. And like, there's been a lot of accusations coming out through the last week. Um, and so they're like, hey, guess what? No Evo this year at all. Even though it was going to be online, um, like, basically, there might not be another Evo ever again. Mm. Um, it's it's a really, it's a developing story, and I know very little about this. We actually heard it, um, we went to uh, Elisa's sibling's place uh, on uh, the 4th of July, and uh, they are, are, like, quarantining with some people. Um, and they they let us join their little pod. It's like six people, including Elise and myself. So we all like we all work from home. Yeah. And so like none of us are. I like, guess like like none of us are interacting with the public. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of like we. It's like you're in an extended household. Yeah. It's sort of the feeling, and so it's it's a lot like polyamory when they when they posted it like they, not posted it but like uh, they sold it to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, like, especially with like the poly kind of rules of like, you know, if you're going to go do something, you have to tell everybody in the group. Like, are you sure you to... didn't just join a polycule? Like, I'm, I'm not yeah, sure. It's with my sibling. I know. Um, also, no, unfortunately. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> um, but no, we so we uh, we were hanging out with them and um, their friends were talking about this whole story. Because apparently it had broken like just a few days before, uh, and I heard a little bit more about it on Castle Superbeast this week. But it's just like, man, all the all the kitty diddlers, man, they're they're being they're being pointed out. We're mm-hmm. we're finding out, which is which is good. Yeah, but we don't like care enough and about like the the important ones. That's you know true. I mean? like, oh I'm yeah, glad, I'm glad. Like the one got... who's in the office of the White House right now. Yeah, yeah. you know. Like, that, like, that's the problem for me. It's like, no, I mean, like, on the one hand, like, I'm very glad. Anytime, like, a pedophile gets caught and brought to justice, I mean, obviously, that's a great thing. But I don't know, like, like the fact that it's, like, now we just found out that, like, two of our living presidents um, were hanging around with this, like, Did we know, just find that uh, out, like though? We didn't ju- yeah, that's true. But, but still, it's just like, come on, guy. Like, pick better. <laughs> Do better. You know? <sighs> I hate America. This Maybe place, I should say that out loud. This place sucks. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Anywho. Anyway. Uh, Speaking yeah. of hating America, no, I'm just kidding. Um, that was a terrible transition. That was that was honestly most of our 4th of July. <laughs> Is like Elisa's sibling was the only person who was like my my like trans non-binary sibling who has like increasingly fewer rights day by day was like yay America and I'm just like I feel I feel like you've been brainwashed somehow and then I there's love you dearly and they're like their wife just being like yeah babe like America does not like us like you know that right like, you know you're queer. You're not a straight man. Um, so, yeah, it was just like, I, like, all of us were like queer and just being like, yeah, America sucks. Let's have some hamburgers that were grown in a lab. Mm. <laughs> Beyond Meat um, is really good. I and mean, do we have Beyond Beef or did we have Impossible? I don't remember. Anyway, we had one of those. They're really good on the flip side of all of this. Yeah. <laughs> like, it tastes, it tastes like a cow burger. It's great, you know. I am personally looking forward to the day that we just have, like, 
enterprise style um, food delivery systems. So, anyway. Well, <laughs> Hi, well, Gilbert. Gilbert. <laughs> My kitty. Um, but yeah, no, as, as we say, death to America, of course. And then um, <laughs> moving on from that, uh, have you, in the midst of packing and begrudgingly celebrating the 4th, uh, consumed any kind of media in this past three weeks? Um... Or however long it's has been. It, has it only been three weeks? I thought it was... Yeah, I guess it has been. We've watched, like, almost three seasons of Archer. <laughs> oh. Um, it's really weird that we're, like, basically caught up on Archer. Nice. Yeah, we haven't watched it in years. And then we're like, oh, we should, like, catch up. Like Because not- we, we finished DS9. We finished... Um, we finished Picard. We finished, like... I There was something else that was, like, 30 minutes that we had... We, like, watched all the way through, and we were like, well, we need something else that's, like, 30 minutes. And I was like, oh, right, Archer exists, <laughs> just, like, in the back of my mind. And apparently, like, that was kind of how the creators felt, too. And they were like, oh, you remember we exist? We're going to be, like, way more violent than you remember. And I was like, I, It's not more violent than I remember, but it has been no, a while I since I watched like those first few seasons. Worse. Anyway. But it's fine. So the so it's kind of interesting. Does anybody care? Does anybody give a shit about Archer spoilers? Go right ahead. Ah. Okay. Um, so Archer spoilers. Uh, the end of so we're on. We just finished ten, or we're about to finish ten. At the end of season eight. No, no. season seven. Season seven. It's the end of seven. So during season seven, um, they're no longer like a spy agency. Yeah. They're no, they're no longer a spy agency. They move to LA and they open up a detective, like a detective agency, like mm-hmm. private eye. And um, at the end of that season, Archer gets shot in the back and then you see him like floating in a pool. And then the following season, and it was really weird because like the advertisements in between, so like Archer has always kind of had this very like, <coughs> draws really heavily for Mad Men um kind of aesthetic yeah like like, it's set probably in the 60s maybe but but then the technology is it's very like it's it's an ambiguous time period ambiguous time because it's like it's there's a lot of 60s aesthetic there's also like there's a lot of like retro technology Mm -hmm. just generally speaking the soviet union still exists and things like that yeah the soviet union still exists there's like um 1980s style computers and like uh reel-to-reel tapes and you know, the car, like I think in the first season, there's the episode where he gets that car for his birthday and it's like, like a very seventies looking muscle car. Um, but then you see Burt Reynolds playing himself and he's like, you know, older Burt Reynolds. He's not seventies Burt Reynolds. So, so yeah, it's kind of, it's always been kind of wild. And so at the end of, um, so all of the advertisement leading up to the following season, was um it was called Archer Dreamland and it was set very specifically in 1940s Hollywood. Mm. And so it was like, well what the fuck is this? Um and then you basically you find out um first episode of season 8 that Archer's in a coma. Um and then these are like his coma fever dreams, mm. I guess. Um so it's like just after World War 2 and so they all so then seasons eight, nine, and ten each have a different theme. 
So, like, season eight is Archer Dreamland. It's set in 1940s, just after World War II um, Hollywood. Um, season nine is Archer Danger Island, which is just after World War One. No, no, no. 1930s. It's in the 1930s. Um, just kidding. It's uh, 1930s French Tunisia. Um, French Tunisia? Or no. French Tahiti? French. Um, I think it's, it's not Tahiti because I think they reference going having to go to Tahiti. But like a small South Pacific island um, like run by the French. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and then that's it in like the 19... And that actually has like a very specific year because they referenced The Hobbit. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> oh, The Hobbit, that book that we all read because it was published last year. <laughs> it's the best book ever. Like, they make like a lot of jokes about that. And, um, and then the one that we're currently watching is Archer 1999, um, which is set in space. Hmm. So, so it's really interesting seeing like the three... Over these three seasons, all of the characters are still, like, all of the core characters are still used. Their personalities are still very much there. And they're just being used in a different way each time. And they they change up their jobs, and they change up why they're there, and they change up alliances. And that's kind of, like, it's really interesting because it is very much, like, it's an animated show, but it's a very... It's a very, like, ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of cool to just see, like, well, what if the Archer gang went to space? It's, it's How would the, they, like, act? It, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, they ran out of ideas for the setting and then went on to Archive of Our Own and said, well, what's this alternate universe that someone created for the Archer? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it, it, it works, though, yeah. you know, because, like, and, and it's not the first time that they've done this because it was also Archer Vice. Mm. Um, which was a take on Miami Vice, and it was, like, they got a bunch of cocaine, and they had to sell, like, the whole season-long arc was about, like, them selling cocaine. Um, (laughs) I don't know why I love this show. It is, like, a weirdly, it is, I, I don't know, there is, it is that very, like, millennial, we're all over-educated, so we all get all of these obscure literary references, um, but we're also very like nihilistic and not in a fun way, um, <laughs> kind of a show. So I think it. I don't know. It's it's still fun after all these years. It is so fucking violent. Um, the Dreamland one gets a little transphobic, mm. um, which I did not care for. Um, well, yeah, I don't. Re- I don't remember what. How do you were... not remember that? Because they kept making jokes about Lana. Oh um, right. And it's like because she works for the Treasury. I'll let you draw your own conclusions, but, um, but yeah. And like, that was like, oh, this didn't age well. Like this wasn't, this wasn't appropriate. Um, so I don't know that, but I mean, like you could also skip that season and do, and do season, season nine and 10, which I think are pretty solid. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed the uh, Danger Island series way more. Than Dreamland. Than Dreamland. And I'm Dreamland like, was, like, trying to be serious in points, and it's like, well, it was, this I, isn't. It's because the um, the actor who played um, Woodhouse passed away in between seasons. And so, like, the entire, like, the, the season-long arc of Dreamland is the, the Woodhouse character is killed off at the very beginning, and so the rest of the season is him trying to, like, solve the murder of his, like, of his partner 
because he's playing like a, a 1940s like hard-boiled detective mm. so it's like they they made woodhouse his his partner in that in his uh private investigation um service i guess instead of his butler mm-hmm. and so like he's trying to figure out who killed woodhouse like the, so there is like a little bit more of a, an actual there's an story. actual plot to the yeah overarching plot and so like every episode and it like builds in because it is a mystery and like there are like switches like that the thing about lana being a, a spot like a treasury agent is like withheld until like towards the end of the season so mm-hmm. a little bit of a spoiler um, and then the uh, same with the second one with the uh, Danger Island one was kind of a uh, like Indiana Jones kind of adventure uh, where all the characters are trying to get like this ancient idol. Um, and there's like, you know, there's Nazis that are trying to get it and uh, Archer and his group are trying to get it. Um, so it's very reminiscent of like, little bit temple of doom a little bit raiders of the lost ark um with like things ripped directly from like uh final crusade like there are shots that are taken directly from that movie but then this one the the space 1999 has every episode is like kind of its own thing mm-hmm. like the it, with the first two it seemed like they were going to do another season long arc and then i think they just were like now nah, we're tired of doing that. And like each episode since then has been like its, its own, own self-contained contained. parody of something. Wasn't space um, 1999 already a TV show? Yeah. Space 1999 was a, was a TV show, <laughs> which I think is where they got the title from. Gotcha, gotcha. But then they also have like done parodies of alien and star Wars and mm. um, like Thor Ragnarok on like all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Is it set in the, past future of 1999 1999 yes indeed nice yeah it's pretty good um but yeah that's i know that's most of what we've been watching i've been playing a lot of video games honestly and listening to a lot of like while i've been unpacking i've been listening to a lot of podcasts Mm. um so i've been listening to uh behind the bastards uh which i think you'd actually really enjoy alex oh yeah um, yeah, it's it's about the uh, it's a deep dive into like the worst people in history mm. and like the things that motivate them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really it's fascinating. Uh, it's done by um, Robert Evans, if you know who that is. Mm. Nah, he, by name. Okay, so he's a he's a journalist of sorts. Um, he did a lot of like uh like investigative journalists like he did i think he was embedded in like iraq and afghanistan and has done a lot of stuff there mm-hmm. um but his probably most famous work was writing for cracked um mm-hmm. when cracked was still good mm-hmm. and he would do like the things about um like oh let's find out what meth addiction is really like so here let's interview these 10 like people who have recovered from meth addiction to find out what what it's like to have that kind of a thing. Or um, I think he was also the one about like, like he basically any of the ones where they like interviewed people, um, he would, uh, he would write those things. He would write those stories um, and did a lot of stuff about drugs. Uh, Cause he takes a lot of drugs. Okay. Um, in fact, he wrote a book called a brief history of vice 
um, which he plugs on the show a lot, I, which I kind of want to read. But basically, it's about him experimenting on himself um, using ancient drugs uh, from history to find out what what they were like. Gotcha. I think I remember there was a cracked video that did that essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So he might it was have been probably that. I don't think he did any of the videos, okay. um, but like so. So basically, the premise is he'll do research on a person from history. Uh, like a, a, one of history's greatest monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them you know and some of them you don't, which is one of the interesting things about the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he'll basically type up all of his notes and then read his research to a guest who is coming in cold. Mm-hmm. And the guest is usually a comedian, so you kind of get their reactions to it. So, um, like a lot of a lot of former cracked people, unsurprisingly, have shown up on there. Um most commonly, uh, Katie Stoll and um, and Cody Johnson mm-hmm. um, from some more news from Cody's Shody. Cody Shody, yeah. yep. Um, so they're like they did one on them for on the uh, the history of the KKK, mm. uh, for instance, where wherein it is discovered that the KKK in the 1920s was basically a multi-level marketing scheme. <laughs> okay. Not, not surprised, uh, but go ahead. <laughs> I know, I'm not surprised at all. Like, it's hilarious whenever Cody Johnson is on, because obviously Cody Johnson also does his own research on, like, boars the modern monsters. Yeah. And uh, boars. Yeah, and boars. Um, so it's like, <laughs> a lot of the times it's like, it's so great that we've learned from these problems of the past, and there is nothing like this happening right now, in the present, currently. <laughs> As we are speaking, <laughs> um, so that's been really fun. I've been I've been tearing through them. The episodes are only about an hour long. A lot of them are a bit shorter, mm-hmm. um, and like it's a good thing to have on. It's, I've been having them on as I've been uh, playing video games, which I've been doing a lot of as well. As I've mentioned, a lot of different kinds of things. Um, have you played uh, Outer Wilds yet? I have not. I, th- I think uh, you were talking about it on Discord. Were you? Or no? I don't think so. Do I have um, that? I think someone may have given me that. If you haven't played it yet, if you have it, you need to boot it up and try it out. No, I'm um, thinking of something else. No, I, I do not have Outer Wilds. Are, are you thinking of Outer Worlds? I'm... Because both those, those games came out at almost the same time, and it really confused a lot of people. <laughs> No, I don't have either. No. All right, I don't. I don't want to spoil too much of it. Okay. Because um, I do think that I think it did finally get released on Steam because it was one of those like um, Epic Store exclusives. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm searching it on uh, on the Steam app as I am talking. But basically, it is Outer um, Worlds was the Obsidian one. Outer Worlds was the Obsidian one. Outer Wilds is the is the one I'm talking about. Okay. I have not played Outer Worlds yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so Outer Wilds, yes, Outer Wilds is on Steam uh, for the summer sale, which is lasting like 12 more hours as of this recording. Mm. Um, it is like 16 bucks right now. It's usually 25. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically. It is, you are a, a native species on this little, little teeny wooded planet 
in this other solar, like the solar system far, far away. Um, and it's launch day. You are part of their space program, which is kind of funny considering like everything is wooded. Like all of their spaceships are like made out of wood and like little bits of metal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a very like Appalachia kind of vibe, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> But basically, you know, you're just you're you're a space explorer and you're going to go explore the solar system. And that's the game. Um, You've got a little rinky dink little lander and a spacesuit. And there are like a handful, like maybe a half dozen planets in the solar system. And you go out and you explore. Um, And there are things to do on every planet. There are mysteries. Um, and there are neat little things to find and everything that you find tells more of the story. Um, so it is completely open world. Like once, once you, um, get the launch codes at the beginning of the game, you can go wherever you want, do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. So long as you can figure out how to do it. Gotcha. I Um, think, I think there was a super bunny hop video about it that I watched. It's really good. Mm -hmm. I haven't beaten it yet. Um, but I have been like, I've been de- digging deep into some of the the story hooks that they set up, and it's like it's really cool because like you can you can find something on one planet that points to something going on on another planet that you had no idea about. Um, so like literally, everyone that plays the game is going to get a different experience mm-hmm. because of what you are able to find in what order. Um, I highly recommend picking it up uh especially for you it's gonna be it's there's like no combat it's all like physics puzzles basically cool cool um and exploration so like the the whole there's no loading screens like everything is available in like the 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 open world so basically everything is constantly moving around this solar system using like realistic physics. So like gravity is different depending on where you are on the map. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're in some place with, with your spacesuit on, it tells you like how many G's are uh, being pushed out on you. So there are places where you're in zero G there are like on your home world. It's, it's one G for most of it. Um, but then there are planets where gravity is much, much heavier. Um, so you can, like, there's uh, one planet called Giant's Deep, which is a huge ocean with storms. Um, and the gravity there is, like, twice as high as it is on your home planet. So it's, like, it's really hard to move around um, because, like, you weigh twice as much. And you've got your little, like, jetpack on and you could in theory fly um but how can you manage to do it well you've got like a way to the jump mechanic is the thing that like a lot of people struggle with when they first start playing it because you don't just press a button and you do your jump you press your button to crouch down and the longer you crouch down the higher your jump is okay so like you're adding more strength into your jump (laughs) so like if you just tap it like you'll you you'll jump bit. up on release you'll just go a little bit but if you go all the way down and then release it you you jump up a little higher and then you've got a rocket booster to kind of maneuver you around um 
it's really neat. It's a lot of fun. And I really want to talk to you about the story, <laughs> but I don't want to spoil any of the story yet. Gotcha. Because um, it is, it's really cool. Like, when you find out what's going on, because I went into it basically blind. Mm-hmm. And when I discovered, like, there's a twist that you find out about a half hour into playing it. Like, once you actually get going, um, and this will be something that pretty much everyone discovers about a half hour in. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to. Uh, and, like, once you get what that twist is, it like, it's so good. <laughs> um, so that's all I'm going to say on that one. Because uh, I don't want to spoil anymore. I gotcha. Um, well, I've um, been playing a few others, but I've also been talking for a while, so that's that's fine. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm got it in Steam here. I'm gonna go ahead and purchase it. So, I'll, it looks interesting. It looks good. Yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah, I think you will like it a lot. Right. Uh, how about you, Elise? We want to talk about your cafe game. Shut up! <laughs> I'm not teasing you. I, I don't know. I feel like you're teasing me. I just I want because. <laughs> You have a cafe game? What's going on? Okay, so so for Nintendo Switch, this is like the babiest of baby games. Um, (laughs) No no judging of games. Everyone's (laughs) games are valid. Yep. Okay, so so Pokemon came up with a new game called Pokemon Cafe. Okay. And you run a cafe for Pokemon. That sounds very cute. And so you play like little puzzles... Um, I mean, it's, it's a free to play, like microtransaction kind of game, but like, I've been playing it for about a week now and I haven't spent any money. Um, so I mean, so like you could, if you want to do, you could, I think you can get an enjoyment out of the game without paying anything. Um, free to play, pay to win. You gotta win that Pokemon. (laughs) Not like, honestly, not even like I've gotten on level like uh, 80 mm-hmm. um, without spending any money mm-hmm. um, so I mean you can you can do it um, but so what do you do it's a tap game and you make combinations of Pokemon um, to earn points and like there are different like mechanics in the game so like honey blocks which will like uh, split off into another block if you didn't do a combination next to them or like sugar cubes that take three tries before you break them or like macaroons and it, like they're different things like that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you recruit different, so you start off with an Eevee and then you recruit different Pokemon. Like, so as Pokemon, as you make things for Pokemon, cause that's how every puzzle ends is you, you defeat the puzzle and then you've made like a drink or a sandwich or spaghetti or something for your Pokemon. <laughs> for your Pokemon customer. Um, and so you can collect the different ones and they're on your staff. And then each Pokemon that you collect on staff has like, does like something different. Um, so like, so right now on staff, I have like an Eevee and um, a Snowball and a Togepi and like a couple of other ones. <laughs> and so, you know, you just, you play your little puzzle and then like, as you advance through the game, you get like different Pokemon come on staff, or you can make different dishes, or you can um, you can get different decorations, which will then attract like different Pokemon. So like, 
I got like water bubbles. So now a squirtle comes to my cafe or I got ivy leaves. And so now a Bulbasaur is going to come and it's done. And it's a very like cute um, art style. It's kind of hard to describe, but so I don't want to like, it's even more like chibi somehow than like regular Pokemon. (laughs) Um, But it's, it's, it's just adorable and it's a lot of fun. And it's very like relaxing um, unless I get stuck on a level, in which case it's it's less okay. Um, and then there's lots of cursing at this baby game. But, like, there, there's truly, like, very little skill to it. <laughs> it's just, like, here's all the, like, match all the togepies in the, in the puzzle. Good job. Like, I don't know. Um, you know, you, you just need... You just need a fun, relaxing, cute game about Pokemans. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, but it is, it is fun. I like it. Um, what else? Oh God. Oh, big news, which I think happened after we kind of went on our mini hiatus. Um, uh, Pokemon Snap is coming out. Oh yeah, they new po- one. Oh, they finally did a. They're finally gonna do an updated uh, reboot of Pokemon Snap. Which nice. I am personally very excited about. <laughs> that's that's the one where you take pictures, right, of Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever play it, Alex? I did not. No. Oh. No. Nope. Never played Pokemon Snap. Although I have seen people play Pokemon Snap for what oh that's worth. Um, I have not played it myself. We. It was great because there was an emulator for it, the for it on the Wii. Um. So that was like the last time. I mean, I played it. So I'm old enough. <laughs> so old i'm i'm old enough that it's like i remember when it came out for n64 i remember playing it on n64 and then i remember the big deal was that like you could go to a GameStop and like get a a picture oh yeah of like a picture you took in the game no, and then you could print it, it wasn't off it wasn't GameStop. no what was it it was this is gonna make it even older oh jesus it was not a, it was a fucking um uh blockbuster video <gasps> no you're right i know i'm oh right my God, you're right no so it was like you would go so you'd like you'd go you'd rent the game from blockbuster um wait you could rent video games from blockbuster girl yes fucking just fuck off okay <laughs> why don't you just have a big sign that says like i'm an adorable 20 something forever jesus okay so like Yes, you could rent video games from Blockbuster. For those of you who are even younger than Alex, a Blockbuster <laughs> is a store that would rent you physical copies of media. Usually like in television shows. Usually or, in tape format. <laughs> yes, in tapes or DVDs. We don't have time to get into what fucking tapes are. Um, it's, it's what in the, We've in already the, gone the into what VHSs are. Okay, we had a whole episode about my haunted VHS collection. Oh, oh yeah. Right. So the people already know. Yeah. Anyway, so like you'd go to the you'd go to Blockbuster, you'd rent Pokemon Snap, and then I don't understand. I was like kind of too young to understand how they did this, but basically you would then there was some, I don't know if you handed over the cartridge. It was either your cartridge or a memory card. I can't remember if that game needed a memory card or not. And then you would, um, yeah, and then you would, you would, you'd put that into the little, like, the kiosk. They had a separate kiosk for it. And you would go through the pictures that you took and then you could print them off. 
<laughs> like whatever pictures you wanted. And I'm sure it was like stupidly expensive. I was like $5 a picture or something. Like it was, it was like, I don't know. For me and my family, it was like prohibitively expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, no, I'm not giving you a fucking picture of like the Pikachu, which you got like a 50 on. Thanks, Professor Oak. Because um, that Look. was the other thing. You got graded by Professor Oak for how well you took pictures. You were basically like, you were forking over money to go to like a really shitty art school. <laughs> Look, like that's Elise, what it was. It was an art, art school simulation game. Na- art nature is, photography. Yeah. Art is objectively better if something is only in the center of the frame. If what is this? What is this bullshit? It's taking up a third of the frame. Why would I give you more points for that? It's not directly in the center. Negative space. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that was the other thing too. It's like you never got points for it being like artistic. It was just you know, it was like photojournalism mm-hmm. was the only class offered at Professor Oak's like <laughs> academy for Pokemon snappers. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, and so he would be like, so you could take like a really cool like artistic photo of like a Pikachu looking wistfully out into the ocean, and he'd be like. Like it's got its back turned to us. It's not in the middle of the frame. It's too small. If you wanted this to be better, you should have put him in the middle of the frame. He's a points. He's a scientist. He's trying to document these Pokemans. He doesn't want. I know, right? And it's like he was just like, get out of here with your like artistic and like artistic intent or whatever. GTFO. Um, so yeah, but I, I fucking love that game. Like both as a kid and as a drunk college student. Um, cause like a friend of, a friend of mine in college, like had, I think she had an N64, like she had brought an N64 for home. This is a cool person. <laughs> uh, I can't remember if it was that or if it was a Wii, but it was like one of the two. And so we would like, we'd go and we made an entire, I'm sure I've talked about this on the podcast before. But we made, like, an entire drinking game based around Pokemon Snap. (laughs) And I'm just so... I think I've talked about this exact scenario in a previous episode. But, um... But it's getting it's getting a new update. It's y'all. getting a like remade. It's, it's getting a remake. It's, it's not so even a remake. It's a sequel. It's, it's a, yeah. It's, it's a, a sequel. whole it's new a, game. So it's gonna be in. Um, they're gonna use like next generation Pokemon. They're gonna do like a whole new map and like the other problem. I really hope they make it longer because like literally you could play that game in three hours. Mm. Like and that was I think the other reason why I was like don't. Um, cause like, my mom in her wisdom, and to be fair, this was like a smart thing to make us do, but she would basically like make us rent a video game before we bought it. Um, you know, back when you could do that. And so <laughs> before you spent $60 on like Animal Crossing, um, but yeah, so like we would, we, we tried it and then it was like, oh, it takes us like three hours to play this maybe we don't need to buy a copy. <laughs> and I'm saying me because it was like literally me, my brother and my sibling. Uh, my oldest my oldest sister was like just not into video games at all. Mm-hmm. But like the three of us we would, we would play. Um so yeah. That's uh that's my Pokémon, my Pokémon story. So I'm I am sounds hella like, excited. It sounds oh, like Oh, and my third Pokémon series, Pokémon <laughs> like s- story since like Things come in threes. Mm-hmm. Um, the DLC content finally came out for Pokemon Sword and Shield. Ooh. 
Um, so it's thirty dollars. Pokemon um, gun. Pay... Pokemon gun. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon stabby stabby. Um, uh, no, it's uh, so. Ugh, how do I explain this? So it's thirty dollars. It's done in two parts, and it basically gives you two new maps, um, and one new gym. Uh, or no, two two new gyms because there's a gym for each island. Um, it's the Isle of Armor. So for those of you guys who don't know, which I don't know why you wouldn't know this at this point if you've been listening to our podcast or are a nerd or whatever, just, I don't know. Maybe you're an adult with real hobbies in case, good for you. <laughs> so, um, but Pokemon Sword and Shield is based off of, very loosely based off of um, Britain, um, the United Kingdom. So like, it's very much influenced by like Scotland, Scotland and England and a little bit of Wales. Um, <laughs> Except for this, like, one part that is, like, inexplicably the American Southwest. Like, there's, like, a whole fucking village that is very clearly, like, Arizona, New Mexico. <laughs> in in the middle of Great Britain. And I'm like, okay, Pokemon, sure. <laughs> um, so, like, this is, like, a, if, if the Isle of Man, but, like, had ninjas, <laughs> I guess... <laughs> I'm sorry, could you say, what? If the Isle of Man had ninjas. I don't, I don't know what. I stuttered. I was very clear, Alex, on what this was. Um, but yeah, it's like there's like a dojo on the Isle of Man. Oh, good. Good to know. So you like go over and. Manx ninjas. And, <laughs> um, so you get like a new legendary Pokemon. Um, this is all like information that's in the trailers. I haven't like spoiled anything yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's really nice, it's a lot of it's a lot of Pokemon from Gen 1 who weren't in the original um, who weren't in like Sword and Shield. Mm. Um, so because this was like a big deal. I know like the Super Best Friends um, or Castle Super Beast had like covered this, but basically like their original intent was for them to have all the Pokemon ever in Pokemon Sword and Shield, but then it was like, oh, this is too much, and we can't push back the date because, like, Pokemon has, like, big tie-ins. So this was, like, a big deal when the games first came out, um, um, like, eight months ago, I guess, at this point. Um, they were like, oh, we're going to have all the Pokemon ever, and then they are like, eh, no, we're not, and we can't, like, we don't do Crunch because we're the Pokemon company. We don't, you know. No, they did. They definitely did Oh, crunch. they did do Crunch? Oh, yeah, they Okay, did. just kidding. They did do Crunch. <laughs> Um, but they were like, we don't, they, they don't do it as much as like Rockstar or, um, Ubisoft. Yeah. Yeah. Ubisoft, like the really big offenders that like Jim Sterling, like if Jim Sterling has complained about it, um, <laughs> complain about that company. Like they're not like that. Right. So they did crunch and they were like, this is just, it's just not going to happen. And they can't push it back because a poke, it's a game for babies. <laughs> Like, I love Pokemon so much, but, like, I also recognize that these these games are not made for me, a grown-ass woman. Um, they're made for my co-worker's 12-year-old son. Hey, And then hey. I have to explain, what? E means everyone. E means everyone, right? Mm-hmm. No, like, but seriously, like, my, my colleagues, my co-workers would come to me and they'd be like, hey, yo, so, like, my nine-year-old plays Pokemon and apparently they can't get, the, get past this, like, level... Can you explain it to me so that way I can look cool to my son? <laughs> and I'm like, um, actually, in Pokemon, they're not levels. They're parts of a map. <laughs> Dirt. Anyway, 
Um, I was not that obnoxious, but probably. So <laughs> where was I going? Anyway, so, you know, because it all ties into, like, you have to have, you have to have, like, t-shirt, you have t-shirts, you have merch, you have plushies, you have, like, all of these tie-ins um, to the new game coming out, so you can't push it back any further. So they were just like, look, guys, y'all just ain't getting all the Pokemon. Um, and that made, like, a bunch of, you know, adults... <laughs> I made a bunch of adults upset. Um, and, of course, like, the kids don't give a shit. Because, like, why would they give a shit about this? Um, mm-hmm. So they were like, whatever, sad adults, like, deal with it. And then, <laughs> kind of in response to that, they were like, hey, we were a little mean to you, sad adults. Um, we'll put back, like, some of these Pokemon that you really like from Gen 1. We'll make sure that they get into, like, the two DLC expansions. So, like, on the one hand, like, it kind of sucks because it's like you do have to pay extra for the dlc um but i mean it's 30 dollars, which considering that a pokemon game runs for 60 um really isn't that bad mm-hmm. um and you're getting to you're getting two whole new maps you know it's not quite like a full game but i mean like it's pretty substantial like and the art is gorgeous like um it's also done like the um they call it the wild area in Pokemon Sword and Shield, which is like the one area of the game where you can um, control your own, uh, whatchamacallit, you can control your own camera. Um, so that's really cool. You can control the camera completely on the Isle of Armor. Um, and yeah, and then like you can get, like I was able to get like Staryu, I'm able to get, um, Pikachu, oh, minor spoiler, but this is really awesome. So one of the things that I was really worried about um, doing this game was like, oh shit, like I, I've i gone through, I've beaten the game, like all of my Pokemon are super like, you know, mecked out, like they all are on like level like 65 or above, right? Or at least like my main team, like the ones that I like keep coming back to and using over and over and over again. And I was, like, really worried. I'm, like, oh, shit. Like, I'm going to go to a new map and all the Pokemon are going to be, like, level five. And I'm going to have to, like, crunch my way through to get them to, like, be to a place where I'd want to use them in battle. Mm-hmm. And they they completely got rid of that. <laughs> so the way they, like, circumvent it is they're just, like, no, magically all of the Pokemon on this island are just level 60. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's really interesting because then you end up taking, like... Like, I caught, like, a level 60, like, Abra. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> like, I have a level 60 Abra. And then it was, like, in three, you know, three levels you turned into and, like, uh... Kadabra. Kadabra, yeah. And then, like, in a couple more levels, you'll turn into an Alakazam. So, so that's really cool. And those are, like, not Pokemon... Those are Pokemon that, like, weren't available in the original hmm. um, Pokemon Sword and Shield. So that's really cool. You can also like trade like a lot of um, a lot of Pokemon got like Galarian um, versions. So like there's a Galarian uh, Ponyta, which is my fucking favorite um, <laughs> that you get in Shield. If you play Sword, then you get uh, Farfetch'd. Um, there's like a Mr. Mime uh, coughing. So anyway, with these guys, you can um, find people on the island that are like oh, I really want a Galarian Ponyta. Would you trade me for my, I forget what it's called, but the original Gen 1 has its own name. Oh, uh, K- 
Kanto? Kanto, yeah. Like, would you trade it for my Kanto ponyta? Um, so then you can get an original ponyta that way. Hmm. Um, but it does not add to your decks. <laughs> so it's like, it's just like, good for you. You got a different ponyta. But like, it doesn't expand your decks in any way. Um, you can also get Alohan, Alohan? Alohan, yeah. Alohan versions of uh, different Pokemon. Um, like, there's a side quest that takes you... Does anybody care if I spoil what the side quest is? No. Um, not I. Uh, yeah, a but little I'm not bit, playing the not, game. Not that bad. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, you find Diglets. Um, there's, like, a hundred-something Diglets, like, uh, interspersed oh, yeah, saw, around the island. I saw you doing this the other okay. day. So, you find the Diglets. You return them to your o- to the owner. And then the owner, like... Uh, different stretch goals. Like, you turn in five, you get an Alolan, like, God, I don't remember. Um, I think a Meowth. You get, like, an Alolan Meowth. And then, like, you get, like, an Alolan Raichu. And you get, like, so, so, like, the more things you turn, like, the more Diglets you find, like, the more you can turn them in for different Alolan. And so that's, like, another way that can, you can expand, like, your different Pokemon offerings. Um, but those ones are not level 60. You do have to, like, crunch them up to like whatever standard if you were planning on using them in battle um so that's really cool like you get a lot of um rewards you get like a shit ton of rewards for catching different pokemon like it really like there's tons of like i think they did a really good job about like making sure that you are getting like reward like a lot of rewards like there's a lot of like objects you can find there's a lot of new like new moves you can learn like it's it's really cool like i and i like the story a lot too that goes along with it but the story is very much secondary to just like find a bunch of fucking pokemon Pokemon. and like yeah like it's it's pokemon you know what it's about it's 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 um, the porn plot of uh the pokemon game yeah exactly exactly it has to Um, exist but then the really so the really really cool thing so this is like it's like i said before it's like thirty dollars um, hashtag not sponsored by Pokemon. <laughs> God, I wish. Um, but the... So it's $30. It's two parts. And the $30 gets you both parts. You're really only paying like 15 for Isle of Armor. And then you're getting another game or another map um, is coming out, I think, in November. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, I personally think it's really worth it. I felt like I... Like I, or I recognize that I'm spent like almost a hundred dollars on a Pokemon game, but it's like you know, it's you got the base game, you get like two more maps, you're getting all of your favorite Pokemon like from all of, like a bunch of different generations. Like I don't know, maybe it's just because like this is the first Pokemon game that I think I've played through all the way since probably I was like sixteen or seventeen. Hmm. Um, so for me, it's just like a huge, this huge, like nostalgia trip. And especially with like, just fucking everything that's going on. It's like really like in the way that I think a lot of people were like super excited and nostalgic for Animal Crossing. Like that is me with like all these Pokemon, all of these Pokemon games that are coming out Hmm. um, and like including the DLC. So, so I don't know. I think it's worth it. I think if you have the base game, I think if you have a switch and you don't have the base game, like definitely get it definitely get the dlc like it's it's in my opinion it's like worth it um one of the things that i really really appreciate (laughs) about it and then i'll shut up but um is like you can put it down and then you can pick it back up and it'll like remind you if you've 
if you've seen a Pokemon in combat before, it'll come back and it'll remind you like, oh, hey, like, remember, this is really like, oh, you've seen um, this Snowball before, like, or you've seen a Yamper before. Remember, it's weak against whatever. And it's like, oh, thank God for telling me. (laughs) Because like, I'm a sad adult with a life and a job and I absolutely forgot. So, yeah, I don't know. Those are things that I, like, just quality of life things that I really appreciate. Also, you get to fucking, and I know I've talked about this on the podcast before, but, like, you get to fucking camp and with your Pokemon <laughs> and you get to cook them curry and, like, Isle of Isle of Man, I mean, Isle of Armor, whatever. Isle of Man with ninjas, Um, like, you get rewarded. Like, the game rewards you for camping with your Pokemon. <laughs> it's great i just i just fucking love it it's good it's a beautiful map it's a ton of fun it's like a wide variety of challenges it's a huge variety of pokemon like it's definitely in my opinion it's definitely fucking worth it and you get another game in november did did galar colonize like the pokemon version of india is that where they have curry (laughs) oh probably (laughs) oh we don't mm. You don't want to, like, look to... Well, it's really funny because, like, they very much make it in the game. Like, capitalism is bad children. (laughs) Mm. Businessmen are not your friends is, like, a very strong theme in this one. (laughs) I mean, there was, like, animal liberation was a big theme in one of the previous ones. Yeah, 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 but they were, like, the villains, right? They were the villains, but they were, like... But it made you really think about yeah. dog fighting. Mm. I mean, Pokemon fighting. <laughs> no, but like, I mean, you know, like Pokemon been radicalizing kids since what, like 1992? <laughs> I don't know. 1996? Something like that. I don't know. Like, there's a lot in those games, especially about like, um, like, uh, uh, environmentalism has always been a big part of the Pokemon games. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not. Anti Yakuza. Anti Yakuza. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, what have you been up to, Alex? Um, well, I haven't been playing a whole lot of new video games. I've mostly been kind of keeping to my old old standards. Um, but I have been watching anime. Uh, anime. Which apparently, is the only thing I do now. Is uh, read murder mysteries, watch anime, eat hot chip, and lie. Um, <laughs> But the, um, so I, I think last time I talked about the anime that I had been getting really interested in. Yes. And I hadn't finished it yet, so I wanted to hold off on giving all my thoughts about it. Um, but that one was, uh, My Next Life is a Villainess, All Routes Lead to Doom. <laughs> uh, which, uh, oh my god, it's great. Um, so... I think I, I briefly mentioned kind of the the general idea. It's it's an isekai style show where um, it's like set in this kind of magical world of it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, mid to late Victorian England, mm-hmm. um, and the uh, this character hits her head and regains her memories of her past life as a modern otaku girl from Japan uh, who played a game very similar to the setting where her person that she is reincarnated into was the villainess, was like the rival for the... It was, it was a dating sim. 
Uh, and uh, in the game, of course, as the name suggests, all routes lead to doom, either exile or death. And so by being a decent person and by trying to learn ways to get out of these situations, she is trying to um, survive. But essentially what ends up happening is all the other characters end up falling in love with her. And <laughs> you end up with a situation where everyone, and I mean like everyone, wants to sleep with her. Uh, <laughs> from, of course, her fiancé to her... Um, to her adopted brother, to uh, her fiancé's brother, to her fiancé's brother's fiancé, uh, <laughs> everyone. Uh, she is clueless bisexual, and it is great. Um, but the... Um, I've been, of course, after watching through the anime, uh, reading up on other uh sources of it so i went and i i got the light novel and i read through the first light novel and the next the second one is coming out soon should be having it uh in my possession in about a week or so uh but with the finale the season finale of this show uh came out and it was it was good but i have a very similar complaint that i have to a lot of other modern anime and that is pacing and mm -hmm. I kind of want to talk a little bit about this because I don't know when this started because I watched anime in like high school and you had like 300 plus episodes of Bleach and now I'm watching episodes of anime now and you get like maybe one maybe two seasons of an anime with 12 episodes a season and that's it and there can be there, there are arguments to be made in favor of smaller seasons in that you can try to be more concise and you have less filler. But it also, if you're the source material you're adapting is larger, it forces you to cut. And timing is a big issue. Uh, so, like, that finale, you know, it, it hits a point where there's, like, an emotional high point, And then it just kind of wraps everything up. And so it feels very rushed at the end when it should have taken its time and been like two separate episodes. Um, I'm being very vague about, about what's happening. I don't really think I need to. I don't necessarily know if you guys are planning on watching this, but I don't know. I think you should. Uh, <laughs> but essentially, it's something that I've noticed with other shows as well, where it's like we don't have the time to really do it properly or we've added too much here and so we have to cut costs there. Uh, and I didn't know if, if either of you had any thoughts about that in particular or not. Um, what, about, like, modern anime about, having pacing issues? Or? Yeah, yeah, pacing issues with 12-episode 12, uh, 12 seasons as opposed to larger seasons. Um, God, you know who doesn't have that fucking issue? What? My Hero? My Hero Academia. <laughs> yeah, but that's also, like, a 24-episode season. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a really long season, and it's also, like, insanely popular, so they clearly, like, you know, there's, like, a financial incentive mm -hmm. um, to keep that shit going for as long as they possibly can. Mm -hmm. um, especially since you're kind of on the time clock of, like, well, it is only, like, you do only spend three years in, like, this high school. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't noticed it necessarily in anime anime um but i have noticed it in like there's a lot of like american shows that i like especially ones 
that are exclusively written for streaming, like Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, like I feel like Hulu is a big offender, like a big offender on this same kind of topic. Um, and Netflix too, where they're like, we'll do, you know, a 10 episode season or a 12 episode season. And um, yeah. And it's that same kind of deal of just, we're going to cram like so, so much like, the it's not an anime but like the show that comes to my mind when you talk about like trying to shove too much in a in a shorter season is um everything's going to be all right uh which is on hulu i really love it um but it's about like um about this guy he finds out that his dad's dying of cancer and he has to go um and he's like in his 20s and he has to go take care of his half siblings so he's from australia he has to move to the u.s and take care of his two half sisters um who are both in high school Mm -hmm. and um since his dad's dying of cancer and like that show like rapid fire you know it's like you blink and like there like it, it takes place like during the school year so it's like at the end like you blink and they're they're already at the end of the school year mm-hmm. it's it'll be several several months and so you know which is weird because i think they're trying to go off of like a british model of doing things but like i've also watched a lot of british you know because like british television it's very common to have like 10 or 12 episodes in a, in a series. British TV, <laughs> you could have three episodes in a series, but the episodes are, like, two hours like it, long. Yeah, yeah. So. What, like, you know, very commonly, like, I'm thinking of, like, Downton Abbey, where you'll oh. have, like, 12, 12-hour-long episodes. Cougarton Abbey. <laughs> Shut up. Um, <laughs> or, like, Game Face um, is one of my new favorites, which is, like, a 30-minute... It's, like, a half-an-hour comedy. Um, Game Face, you should watch it. It's hilarious i don't know where it's streaming though mm-hmm. um but yeah it's that same kind of deal but like i mean they'll do 12 episodes but it only takes place over like a couple of months mm-hmm. you know or like like two to three months or like fucking down nabby like they would be in, in like they would have like 12 14 episodes on just like the summer of 1970 and like like they drag that shit out. I mean, to be fair, like you had this huge cast of characters, um, so it was really easy to do because you could just be like, and this is like, and in this episode, we're gonna follow like Thomas the Butler, Thomas the Tank Engine. I don't know, but um, he so so yeah. I don't I I don't know if I watch enough anime to say that it happens that it happens a lot in anime, mm-hmm. um, but it definitely. It's definitely a thing that I've noticed in American American television that is made for streaming exclusively for streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it is like and that might absolutely that might be it because like most most people stream anime these days. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how they watch it in Japan, but I'm assuming it's also streamed in Japan. Um, I have no idea, but it's it, it. I guess it does kind of speak to that um but yeah no i think that that a lot i think that if we're going to go with shorter series like that then you need to focus in more on that kind of trying to get it down the pacing so that you're not rushing to try to 
rip everything together at the end. Um, yeah, no, I think that's a very solid, I think that's a very solid point. And, and like with a lot of other, like with TV shows, I'm not sure if, uh, the one that you mentioned, uh, what's it called? Everything, everything's going to be okay. Everything's, everything's going to okay, be yeah. all right. Yeah. Actually lo- looking up, uh, it's everything's, it's okay. Uh, the, oh, okay. The, yeah. Everything's uh, going to be okay. Yeah. Um, I don't, but like, is that might be like an original concept as opposed to an adaptation, which a lot of anime is. Um, and so if you're doing something original, you have more, of course, leeway and more ability to kind of move things around than if you're adapting, I think. Um, yeah, but I mean, there's still that, there's still this like pressing, like this idea of like, we have, you know, cause in a traditional 30 minute sitcom about high schoolers, mm-hmm. a season is a school year, right? More so, or less. Um, yes. Yeah, so like if you, like if you ever watched like Boy Meets World or any of that shit, like a season equals a school year, you know, like mm-hmm. Glee, whatever. Sabrina? Um, yeah. Sabrina is the same thing. Like it's, this is a season. It's a school year. Mm-hmm. We're going to start off. It's a new school year, everybody. Like, and so I think there was this feeling of like, well, it should also be, even though we're getting fewer episodes than we would, we're getting like a half to a third of the number of episodes that we would have if we were a traditional sitcom, mm. we still need to cover the same amount of ground um, that a traditional sitcom would. Um, so even though it's not an adaptation, I think it is kind of a riff on these same kind of like teen drama soaps whatever mm-hmm. i think the one that like kind of flies in the face well no that's not true either i was gonna say never have i ever um doesn't take place over an entire school year so that'll be interesting to see where they decide to go with that i think a lot of it also has to do with like oh if you're gonna hire younger actors like high school aged actors they're going to age as their characters age so you need to like like one one uh season equals a year of school mm. so i yeah, don't know um right. but yeah well speaking of of anime and school school kids i guess um the uh, the other episode the other series that i watched um which i actually watched on recommendation of a friend at work and binged two seasons over the course of a single day which is odd for me if you're familiar with my habits i usually will spread stuff out um but it's called uh kaguya sama love is war have you heard of that at all or nope nope have you perhaps seen a gif of a girl with pink hair and a bow dancing in a classroom probably (laughs) okay that sounds like 800 different anime series though (laughs) fair um but yeah so so what a schoolgirl with pink hair dancing (laughs) (laughs) it's totally unexplored territory um but anyway it's uh it's a romantic comedy um about essentially two dumbasses that I call them dumbasses, but they are like the 
principal and vice principal of the student council. They're like the smartest kids in the class. But they're hopelessly in love with each other. And they cannot, they, they will not confess their love to the other person. Oh, wait, I think I have heard of this okay. one. Because they're too proud, and basically they want to try to force the other person to confess to them. Right, and yes, I have, yes, yes, yes. Okay, yeah. Um, so I I was, I had I think I had, I had heard about this, because it's actually been out about a, a year now. Um, at least the first season was out last year. And I, I think I'd heard about it when it came out, and a lot of people were talking about it, and I didn't... I wasn't, I was kind of, eh, maybe, eh. and then my friend recommended it, and I was like, all right, sure, why not, I've got, I've got some time, uh, I loved it, I loved it immensely, um, it's, it's basically, um, if you're familiar with my interest in Nichiju, where it's, yeah. like, mundane situations taken to the extreme, it's not quite to that level, where these situations are, you know, important it's you know a romance between two characters but they play it like they're planning a like a covert operation and so it's all very like over the top dramatic trying to get in the other person's head to try to to see what they're thinking uh and it's it's great it's just kind of, and then of course the the pink haired girl the character chica uh, is just completely oblivious to any of it and just acts as like a wild card and and will just randomly do things that no one is anticipating because she wants to be people's friends and it's it's great um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so i watched through those two seasons uh for some reason episode two of season two wouldn't play on funimation it just yeah. like wouldn't work that day so i did skip with episode and i'll see if I can't get it to work but either way uh high recommend for for that if you have an opportunity to check it out uh it's on Funimation um but I don't I don't think you need a subscription to Funimation to watch there it's just you got to get used to the ads no yeah I'm pretty sure you can watch them free with ads uh mm -hmm. the other thing that's on Funimation now that I've been wanting to watch again is Paranoia Agent um apparently has been on there since February um so I might go give that one a shot again because uh, I have not seen that one in many years mm. yeah I, I, I think I've heard of it but I've never seen it myself it's good um, it's very I, it's very Satoshi Kone I, mm -hmm. I don't know how else to say that if you've seen <laughs> um, Perfect Blue or Millennium Actress it's the same guy who did those who mm -hmm. made those movies um so it's very dreamlike and beautiful and creepy and all of those things at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, there's one more anime that I wanted to talk about, and then I've kind of run out of things to talk about. Um, and it's one that hasn't actually come out yet, uh, but one that I'm excited for to come out. Uh, and that is a remake of Higurashi. Um, so Higurashi uh, is a horror anime Mm -hmm. uh, that's based off of a visual novel. Um, it's actually like a precursor to Umineko. Uh, they're both mm -hmm. in the When They Cry series. Umineko being my absolute favorite, uh, like murder mystery style thing of all time. Uh, but Higurashi, you know, came out in like probably like 2007, 2006, something like that. 
Uh, and I tried watching it way back in high school. And I watched through it, and I kind of got a little lost, and I kind of got a little bit discouraged. And then I found Umineko, and I was like, no, I'm hooked on this now. Um, <laughs> but they're remaking it. They're, they're doing basically a reboot of it. Uh, and it was supposed to originally come out this month, because uh, I think it's set in July. But they, they postponed it due to COVID, uh, and it's uh, supposed to be released on Funimation in October. So come Halloween time... Uh, that's something that you might actually want to check out as a horror aficionado yourself. Yes. Um, but essentially, like, uh, it's, it's essentially where there's this small town, uh, in, and it's in rural, like, 1980s Japan, uh, where a there's a festival going on, of course, and over the course of two weeks, um, these kids are kind of getting you know, ready for it. And there's the new kid who's moved to town and is, you know, making friends and exploring the town and uncovering the secrets of the town. And over the course of these two weeks, people in the kids in these friend groups start going missing and eventually, you know, trying to show up being murdered. And it turns out, and this is kind of a spoiler, but not really, it turns out that one of the kids was actually the one doing the killing. Mm -hmm. And then we get to the end of like you know for the original series it's like a few episodes in and then it's suddenly the beginning of those two weeks again and huh. things are a little different oh, this time yeah no i think you've told me about this before yeah yeah i've mentioned as umineko is a similar concept except it's just over two nights or two mm. days and it's on a mansion in, in in a typhoon in an island um you know but this one is a bit more spread out it's a bit more um of kind of a it's a bit less of, like, a murder mystery kind of setting and more of, like, a... I don't even really know how to describe it, but I'm really looking forward to watching it. I hope if it does well enough that they'll also readapt Umineko, because the Umineko anime was very stunted by, like, overuse of fan service and trying to, again, cram shit in. Like, it needs more time to breathe, guys. <laughs> um, but hopefully... Hopefully that'll happen, and I am still very interested in, in Higurashi to try to see if I can enjoy it now more than I could back in two thousand what like nine when I was in high school. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's really all the anime news that I'm kind of have for y'all. Anime. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm going full weeb these days, and I, <laughs> I should apologize for it, but I have no shame. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Um, we're okay with it. <laughs> uh, anyway. um, speaking of murder mysteries, Ooh. I've actually been uh, reading one. Oh, yeah? These last what? few weeks. Reading? Shit, reading. I finished a murder mystery today, actually. But <laughs> um, Have you ever read The Name of the Rose? I have not, no. Are you familiar with it? I don't think so. Okay, so this is... Uh, it was a novel... Written by Umberto Eco oh, in yeah. the nineteen eighties. Okay. Okay, so you know you know Umberto Eco. I, I do know Umberto Eco. Yes. Um, are you familiar with his work as a novelist, or just with his work as the a definer of fascism? I'm familiar with his work as a political author, but not as a as a mystery novel. Novel. No. Okay, so so he wrote he wrote a, a novel in I think it was published in nineteen eighty. It might have been eighties. Wiki yeah, Wikipedia says eighty. Yeah. Translated um, so, in 83. 
Yeah. So it is. Uh, the name of the rose is a murder mystery set in a 14th century um, Italian monastery, mm. um, and the main character is is a uh, English Franciscan monk who is just kind of traveling through, mm-hmm. um, and he has a he has a German like novice who's kind of his Watson. He's the narrator of the story. Um, but yeah, the main character is basically just what if Sherlock Holmes was a 14th century Franciscan monk? <laughs> I, um, I'm I'm down already. Uh, it's it's really good to the point like and it's it is obviously it is obvious that he is supposed to be Sherlock Holmes to the point where the protagonist protagonist's name is um, William of Baskerville. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is very on point um and it's like the, he does a really good job of like establishing the atmosphere and there's like long stretches of the book that are like um like theological debates uh and like uh discussions of like history and philosophy uh, and then a murder happens and like it's like all right well oh no and then another monk dies how did he die um so I'm I'm not terribly far in it. It's really long. Um, I'm about a fifth of the way through at this point, but uh, I I recommend it especially to you, uh, knowing mm-hmm. your tastes. I think you would enjoy it. I am absolutely sold on it 100 percent already. I, th- I think there was a there was a, a a film adaptation starring Sean Connery. Oh, <laughs> in like the the mid 80s as well. Interesting. I've never seen it, so I have no idea if it's good or not, but. All right. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to check that out of the local library when I can. um, Or buy it on Amazon. Um, Yeah. I actually, like I said, I just finished, uh, because I started going back to work recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, And so I started reading on my lunch breaks again. um, And so I just finally finished uh, Judge Dean Mystery. So I, I am completely down with historic murder mystery novels and we'll be happy to check this out next so. oh. anyway wow we had a lot to say and there's stuff that i will that i hadn't talked about but it is getting kind of late and i think we should be wrapping this yeah up. we got a bit uh, of a late start so yeah uh, but th- thank you everyone for listening uh, my name is alex i'm nick i'm elise we have been some nerds have a podcast you have a wonderful night that's a podcast